Welcome. You've joined the Hedonism Show with Carol and David, broadcasting live from the world's most iconic adult playground Hedonism 2 on Negril Beach in Jamaica. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Hedonism Show. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. We are Carol and David, and welcome to the Hedonism Show. While we're all doing our part to stay safe in these crazy times, we sure are missing our favorite sexy resort, Hedo 2, on Negril Beach in Jamaica, and we can't wait to get back there again soon. But in the meantime, we're happy that we can share a little Jamaican vibe right here on The Hedonism Show. Absolutely. And let's shout out to all our favorite Jamaican friends and family at Hedo 2, Harry, Kevin, Donna, Winston, Chef Anthony, and so many others whom... We really miss and hope are safe and healthy in Jamaica. You know, we can't wait to get back to the world's most iconic adult playground. It's an all-inclusive paradise where you can turn your fantasies into reality. And holy fuck, over the years have we sure turned some of our fantasies into realities. It's definitely the sexiest place on earth where you can get wicked for a week and be as mild or as wild as you like. The Hedonism Show is all about the pursuit of pleasure. And as usual, we'll be talking about sex, sexuality, relationships, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Absolutely. So are you still trying to figure out how you can enjoy the full experience of an exotic and erotic lifestyle vacation during a global pandemic? You know, the resorts have slowly started opening up and are ready to help you fulfill some of your fantasies, but perhaps you're still a bit hesitant to go. On today's show, we're talking with sex educators who've been to Hedo 2 two times since their reopening in July. And as they share their insight into the best ways to create an amazing sexual getaway, we are going to be talking about all the alternative ways to... Um, play in different places, try new positions, and maybe even hone your sex skills. And we're going to find out how to engage with others safely and seductively to enjoy your couple. Yeah, and our guests today have been to Hito 2 more times than they can count. So um, before we get into talking to Kim and Brad, uh, we're going to remind you about our top waterproof blanket because everybody should continue to have great sex now more than ever. But if you're fed up with sleeping in the wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof, and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils to silicone lubes or any other sexy wetness, just throw it in the washer and dryer, and it comes out looking like brand new. And you don't have to leave your house to get one. Simply... And safely go to Amazon and order yours today. Search Top Waterproof Blanket. That's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket. Great sex starts now. It sure does, and so does today's show. You know we're Carol and David. This is the Hedonism Show, and we are so excited to welcome back and back and back because they've been on our show many times today's special guests sex educators kim and brad from tantric hearts have been teaching sex play shops at hedonism too for the past 20 years oh my 20 goodness years. they sure started going when they were young <laughs> holy moly kim and brad welcome to the sexy lifestyle thank you carol we're so happy to be here to share i want to say that we have one of your top waterproof blankets on our bed and we keep one on the sofa. On the couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you never know we 
feeling frisky, especially now when we're all trapped inside. Exactly. You know? yeah. Also, I wanted, I wanted to say that no, nobody has to wait anymore to go to Tahito. Now's the time to go. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're excited to share our experiences. Well, listen, it's so nice to see you guys. We haven't seen you since the last time we were at Hito, and it's so nice to see you. I know we're on video, but it's great. So, But before before yay. we get into Hito, yeah. let's talk about how the pandemic in general has affected your relationship and your sex life. Mm. Well, oh. I'm <laughs> masturbating more. <laughs> well, that's always a good thing. Awesome. I, 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 can, it a lot more. I, can, I can second that. Let me start by saying, if anybody out there is is saying that they're not more stressed with all that's going on with this pandemic, I'd say, why are you lying to yourself? <laughs> okay, so obviously stress can affect us in a negative way. And one of the big ways to reduce stress is exercise. And the best form is exercise, right? So more sex, more connection with your beloved can help you reduce the stress that is inherent in all the issues with this pandemic. So it, whether you're solo or with your partner, have more fun, have more sex while you're cooped up. Okay. You know, use okay. it as an opportunity to explore and play. Okay, Brad, um, the question was w- well answered, but we want to know specifically, you guys, how has it affected your relationship and your sex life? Now, Kim has said she's masturbating more. Is that because you can't satisfy her? <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Come on. <laughs> we both want it more. So He works sometimes out of the house. So. Yeah. I-, I take care of some real estate uh investments so i'm out of the house some so i come back and i find her with her favorite toy or just uh, taking it into her own hands or whatever and uh, i i'm welcome to join in or, or so i'm told have you guys fa- have you guys found that you're more intimate you communicate more and you're having different but better sex at least as good if not better yes and we're also connecting in other ways that we're pulling into our sex play like for instance like, we're all cooking more right because we're home bread sh- excellent chef the shelves are empty of all the bread flowers and all of that stuff so everybody's cooking more well how about do do what we do make it an aphrodisiac dinner you know or uh cook naked together or you know use a little apron mm-hmm. okay. mm-hmm. last night <laughs> wore a little black apron last night that has a string of pearls sewn on it <laughs> but so she nothing had a, else so she you gave her a pearl necklace last night that's nice <laughs> that's right exactly <laughs> you know and, and we're also started our online yoga new yoga Oh, cool! Yeah. So you can find us so on meetup.com. Uh, what? 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 How do you? How do they find tantric hearts? Yeah, meetup.com tantric hearts. And on Tuesday morning, Kim has a special. We had one this session. morning. Wow! Yes, so I'm gonna have to find you guys. Back on for this video. Yeah, I definitely want to find you guys, and I'll join in with you on Tuesday mornings. That sounds awesome. Okay, cool. We got a date. So let's just talk to the audience a little bit about why it's important to keep up your healthy sex life during the pandemic. Well, we talked about it. It can reduce your stress for sure. And um, right now, we're all worried about how our health level would be if we were to be infected. So to keep your immune, immune system up as high as possible, you want to keep your stress level down. 
we've already talked about the best way to do that. So tickle your fancy, tickle your partner. Use sex, use touch, healthy touch. Whether you're going all the way for gold or you're just going to give your partner a sensual or erotic massage, touch reduces, uh, releases endorphins, it releases oxytocin, it lowers stress, and it makes you healthier. And happier. And of course, since we're stuck together with our partners during this um, uh, quarantine time, um, touching each other is just one way of reconnecting. I think that's definitely a nice thing to do. And you want to stay on the good side of your partner because when you're stuck with somebody that you're not happy with, that's not a whole lot of fun. So yeah, I love the idea of touching more during the day, keeping that connection strong. Yeah. If, if you find yourself being stressed and snapping at your partner, find something convenient in the house. We use a candle and we dedicate that anytime that candle's lit, that means I have something. It's a communication it, candle. We call oh. it our communication ritual. And that's yeah. how we we reconnect because when I see the candle lit, I know she has something important to, important to say that I should listen intently to and, and maybe not even comment on right away. Just take it in and respond rather than react to it later. I think that is something that David should adopt. He really has a hard time initiating those conversations that are a little bit uncomfortable, but he's very good at explaining. But the sitting down saying, oh, putting up a hand saying, I really want to talk to you, that's kind of hard for him. So I think actually that would be a great exercise for you, David. I like it. I'm going to go get like 40 candles. I know, but we have lots of candles (laughs) and he loves candles. So I really think that would be a good sign. I like that idea. We dedicated a candle that was this big. Three three foot tall candle. And it's about four inches tall now. (laughs) It was a three foot tall, uh, three inch diameter hand dipped taper made by a friend of ours who was an artist and a candle maker. And so we carved our initials in it and carved some special little symbols and put a uh, lock of our hair and other things into the base of the candle. And we dedicated that to communication. So cool. anytime I see it lit, which is rare, but when I do, I or when it. she sees it lit, she knows. <laughs> and, and, Time to and, focus some attention. And Brad, what you said about, you know, when that candle is lit, you become a very active listener um you guys know dr nancy sutton pierce she comes to hito regularly and we did one of her workshops and she said in conversations like that um when the other person is speaking um a lot of times the response should be thank you for sharing and that's it and that means you're listening to what the other person's saying absolutely yeah Yeah, like i said earlier it may not be the right time to to react for sure and maybe not even respond just wait and let it sink in. Cool. I think yeah. we're going to have to adapt that. I like the candle Done. thing. Yeah. Done. Let's talk about Hito. Let's get into the uh, the first time you went back to Hito. Let's talk a little bit about your, your journey, when you got there, what you felt like, um, like on your way there, the excitement, the apprehension, everything that you were feeling as you were going towards Hito. Tell us about that. Well, we definitely had our testing done 10 days before to get the negative. We came from a hotspot in Houston, and that was a requirement for us in July when they were first reopening, was to be tested here and to be tested with a nasal swab when we arrived. When we came back in August, they had eliminated that test at the arrival because I think they had found that it was overkill. They weren't finding that much 
from the visitors. Now, what about the plane ride and the taxi ride or the bus ride that you took? Tell us about your actual adventure. There weren't very many people on the plane. Yeah, the plane was about 25% occupied, uh, lots distance between us, HEPA filtration inside the plane. So I personally, I felt much more comfortable and safe in the plane than I did uh, shopping for groceries at HEB when I returned home. Gotcha, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and we did have to refill our larder. We've been gone for a week. So, uh, yes, the, the plane ride was safe and, and uh, everything had been wiped down and cleaned before. I mean, they cleaned the planes normally, but you have to know during this time that they're taking extra, extra care. care. So now you arrive at the airport. Um, I'm sure there's forms you have to fill out and, and temperature checks that go on there as well. They did the temperature check and they did the nasal swab. And how yeah, long we had a little happen? questionnaire to fill out as well, you know, a, a, a slight, a short interview process. And it was fairly well streamlined because the occupancy was down a little bit in the airport. Uh, we got through it in a matter of, I think those that didn't do uh, Mobay got through in about an hour and we got through in about four, 30 or 40 minutes. So through, when they did Mobay, I highly recommend it. It's a great service. So when they did the swab test, did you have to wait around? Was it a quick test? Uh, do you have to wait around to hear the results? We did not have to wait for the results. They actually took our contact information and said that we would be contacted if we were positive. We got no contact, so uh, we were fine. Cool. cool. So, so now you get on the bus. You take the bus ride to Hito. What happens when you arrive at Hito? We're greeted by the uh, entertainment yes, staff they masked and dancing and having a great time and <laughs> passing out the uh, the mimosas and, yeah. and, and uh, the rum, rum punches. And we're ready to party. So we get our room within minutes. And well, they did um, give us uh, some masks. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, we got Hito 2 masks with with a nice little yeah. sign on it. Right. And we, found, and we found out that they do have Hito 2 sanitizer that everybody gets little <laughs> bottles of, a little, you know, care yeah, package. Yeah, Definitely. Cool. Yes, indeed. Now, now, all now you, your... you've, been, you've been to Hito so many times. What are what are the the nuances, the differences um, that were in July and in August versus, you know, what it was back in, in January in the 20 years previous that you were going there? Are, are there restrictions? Are there things you can and can't do in terms of just walking around? We'll, we'll talk about the sex later. Well, in the main areas, you know, people need to wear the mask in the shops. You know, anything, anywhere that was closed, closed areas, you know, inside buildings. And then um, in the dining hall, they have it where you can be six feet apart. So you can give you a guide as far as in the line. For, and and then, you don't serve yourself. Yeah, it used, it used to be a cafeteria style. Buffet. Uh, or a, 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 buff, a buffet style, and now it's cafeteria style. You can just walk by at a distance and point to what you want. They'll fill your plate and bring it to your table. Oh, so okay. uh, the tables were always far enough apart. It's open air dining anyway, though covered with, with a roof in the main commissary. And they had so the chairs that were farther apart. On, on the one week where the attendance was lower still in, in August, they shut down the main dining room one or two nights during the week, but you still had three dining options in, uh, in restaurants. And uh, hibachi is open air. Or you could uh, wear your mask to go in and then take it off at your table if you went to Pastafari's, the Italian restaurant. When you're sitting down. Cool. Now, well, now, what about um, 
going to the beach, going to the nude pool, going to the hot tub. You have to walk through the resort with the mask on. And then when you get to your destination, can you take it off? No, because you're outdoors. Oh, okay. okay. So you're when you're outdoors, you don't right. need to wear your mask. Right. Cool. And, and if you encounter people, are you supposed to stay six feet away from them when, and greet them and say hello? From a distance? Uh, many, people, <laughs> many people did. A lot of people, we've found that at this time of year, or, or because it's reopening and, and people are, some are reluctant. The ones that are coming are the career hero goers, a lot of them. And they a all few, know each other well. And a few newbies, but those who are coming kind of have their own little pods. They may be for years, they meet the same couples there. So if they're comfortable and have each quarantined in their own locations and they're comfortable with with sharing their time with those special uh, friends, then there were pods of people who were really socially connected uh, and nobody wore their mask outside. So well, the uh, entertainers, the, the entertainers, right. because and they were speaking loudly and singing and, you know, projecting. So naturally they would wear a mask. And did you notice um, that things were a little uh, less strict um, when you went back in August versus July? Or was it the same? Yeah, with the, with the testing, definitely. And the rest of it was about the same. You know, it was very comfortable. Uh, we had almost a, a, the normal HEDO experience except the occupancy was a little down. The energy, the energy was really high. Was really People high. were so happy to be there. They were so excited for, for finally being out. I, I was so happy to be there. I know, and we can't yeah. wait to get back either. So we're with you. It's so, so exciting to be back in your own space where you feel comfortable and you feel at home. This discussion is going on great. We're just going to ask you to hold that thought for a second. We're going to remind everybody that this is the Hedonism Show. We are Carol and David, and we're talking with Kim and Brad from Tantric Hearts, all about keeping your sex life alive during this pandemic. Whether you're at home or you're on vacation, we'll be right back after this. Please stay tuned. Lube, lube, lube. You know we're always talking about lube and how we use lube every time we play because it makes our sex better, hotter, and longer lasting. Well, we want to make sure you're using lube too. And not just any lube. We all know that there's many types of lube out there. You have to pick wisely. Earlier this year, we discovered a new lube and it's become our go-to favorite. It's Promescent Organic Lube. And wow, what a game changer. For me, the most important aspect is that it's tasteless because you all know how much I love to suck cock. And I always start off with a handful of lube to get things going. You know what I mean? So it needs to be smooth and silky and tasteless. Mm, and it feels so good on my clit and pussy too. Yeah, and it keeps us going and going while we keep coming and coming. Mm, we love that. And it's safe for toys and condoms as well. And we know you want better sex too. So go to thesexylifestyle.com for more information about Promescent Organic Lube along with their full range of other sexual health and wellness products. And simply order yours today because great sex matters and we all deserve it. All right. You know, we're Carolyn David. This is the Hedonism Show. And now let's get back to our show with Kim and Brad from Tantric Hearts. Yeah, and we're going to be talking a little bit about your play shops. I know you've been doing those for 20 years. Let's let's talk a little bit about how perhaps they've changed since there's a new guideline for safe safety at Hedonism. Well, um, as the area that we do our play shops in is huge, and since there was fewer occupancy, um, we 
make sure, you know, the, the beds and the areas were, you know, farther apart. Uh, but otherwise, you know, the couples are with their partners, so there wasn't that much change. Wow, that's cool. Wonderful. Uh, the, the, the normal playroom on the, uh, by the Blue Mayo was closed because it's an indoor space. The pl- smaller playroom by the new pool, because it is uh, a vented, it, it's closed, but it has slots, uh, slats on the walls and an open doorway and a huge fan. It is a virtual outdoor space just with a cover. So they left that one open and it got a little attention during that week. Our classes though were have a, for the last few years have been hosted in what was a former formerly a squash court so it has 24 foot ceilings. It is really big and since we had smaller class sizes we were able to push the mattresses everyone had their own mat mattress they didn't have to share and we have some special mattresses on order we understand it that if those Chinese um, shipments get there, <laughs> we'll, we'll have some special mattresses. Hito's uh, uh, order and special mattresses just for our classes. So Very just cool. to describe a little bit what the Kama Sutra Palace looks like and feels like where you do your where you do your courses. What does that feel like and look like? Just describe oh. it. Oh, it's it's, it's beautiful. Um, it's a big open space. It has um, separate bathrooms and showers and um, it's a, a nice place. To be Beautiful to... drapes. Uh, it's made to look lavish, like a um, like a palace, a little bit. You call it like a palace, yeah. like Asian a palace. palace. They call it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the beds and mattresses on the floor come with their beautiful cushions and everything's in gold and those beautiful rich reds. It's really, really elegant. And yeah, I know you mentioned it was a squash court, so I just wanted to tell everybody that has been decorated so beautifully. No, it's super romantic. Yes. It's super romantic. There's a lot of renovations in the resort during this time. Oh, yes. Harry and the team have taken the opportunity of the shutdown to uh, accelerate some of their renovations that they have been doing. And so you'll find the resort is just amazing. The, roads, the paths the have been repaved uh, with fresh asphalt. They're they're nice. Uh, it's just beautiful. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's let's move on to what you guys go there for. It's your workshops, and people come to Hito to spice up their sex life, and and probably you know all the educators there combined, um, their workshops are great. But yours always have a little extra zest to them. And we're not going to get into what your workshops actually are because we've done a couple of shows on that already. But let's talk to people how they can do a couple of important things differently now to help spice up their sex life. So, Kim, what's a nice new hot way to go down on your man and give him a mind-blowing blowjob? And don't spare any details. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so recently we've been playing with, you can either use a bullet vibrator. I have been using one that's called a high massager and using that on his perineum while I am giving the blowjob. That's that little spot between your balls and your ass, guys. That's your right. perineum, okay? <laughs> and it's so, very sensitive, yeah, right? She's going to vibrate. It's very yes, sensitive. Yes, and when you put vibration there, it translates up to you to your prostate and all of those organs in there. And it, just, it feels good. It, it feels is, really good. It, it's 
pretty mind-blowing, huh? So if someone doesn't have a high yeah. massager, what's something else they can use? Maybe an electric toothbrush? <laughs> Actually, anything that vibrates. You can put your phone on vibrate. <laughs> yes, sure. <laughs> as long as it's washable and waterproof. <laughs> Then you get excited when mom calls, right? <laughs> I don't know about that. So, 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 so Kim, yeah. you put the vibration on his perineum, and now you start sucking his cock. I guess you feel the vibration in your mouth as well. Yes, yes. Oh, and ladies, whether you feel that vibration or not, you can add to it with a little humming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. We call him a hummer. Uh, is a nickname for a blowjob for a ring. And so what happens when you hum? Just explain that. It makes a little bit of a vibration in your voice. Well, well the sound can help enhance that orgasmic bliss. But the, the, and the, the vibration in the hum. And plus the vibration of the high massager or your bullet vibrator or whatever you're using. Ladies, think about your vibrator. It goes, or it goes, or anything in between. Well, when you change the pitch of your hum, it changes the frequency of the vibration associated with it. So if he feels something, you can do the cha-cha. You guys change are great. the setting every now and then. Yeah. So one of the things that we learned, and we will never forget this, because um, we always learn new things when we are with you guys and we're in your classes, but we loved your, uh, I don't even remember if you called it the lazy way of doing a blowjob, but it's really more for letting it last longer and you don't get a sore neck and you don't get a sore jaw. Can you go in detail and describe that very easy way of doing a blowjob that doesn't, you know, really put stress on your neck you or like your jaw? You like those easy ways of yes, getting blowjobs. Everybody <laughs> should like that. I think it's great. I can last longer that way. Yeah, this is one of my favorites. I like to use my massage pillow because it's in a U shape and I place it, you know, on my head to get me at the right height. The guy lays on his side. I'm down. My head is, you know, near his legs and I'm wrapping my arms, my one arm underneath his legs so that I can grab his, you know, above his balls and, and be able to pull down on that while I'm using the other hand on top at the base of the shaft and then he's on his side i'm on my side and he can just move his hips a little bit and be able to get that stroke and i don't have to bob my head it's called a lazy blow job so to 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 describe to, to describe this so y'all can envision it and actually do it guys if you were laying on your left side and your lady was laying on her left side with your knee in facing you with your knee in her chest sort of and she wraps her arms and legs around your lower leg and kind of lifts her chin up so to open her throat and slide up towards your cock and put it inside. Now, the, uh, the lower arm reaches under your leg and grabs his, scr his scrotum and kind of tugs on it for vibration, pleasure, <laughs> and, you know. And the other arm goes over his leg and works with the mouth to create that stroke. Now... Fellatio, we all know, is where she actively works on your cock. Well, iromatio is the reverse, where you take the active role and move. So we call this a lazy blowjob because she doesn't have to do much. She teases and tickles me with her hands, but the thrusting I'm doing simply by rolling my hip and thrusting toward her. Now, this is not forceful or, well... Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I, I get carried away, but you know, you can be uh, 
honorable and, and gentle with it. And you can be very excited as well, but you don't have to be forceful or, or uh, rough, yeah. you know. And of course, and, she, and, and, and of course she can guide a little is, bit, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And the other thing the guy is expected to oh, do. Oh, yes. He's got to massage is, my neck. And is reward her, <laughs> reward her for this attention. So her shoulders are right perfect in perfect height. reach. So I can kind of guide her at the same time I'm satisfying her and rewarding her with a nice neck massage and shoulder massage for giving this great pleasure to me. And let's not forget to talk about her lube. Jaw. Water-soluble lube, definitely. Uh, one of our favorites is Bit. called Probe. It's water-soluble and, and uh, uh, it also re-wets re with saliva or water when it becomes a little tacky and it's edible, it's vegetable-based, it's natural. Tastes, tastes yeah, better than tastes semen? Yeah. <laughs> so I guess the next question is, is there such a thing as a lazy, um, uh, not even a blowjob, but is, is there a lazy way of, of him going down on her? Or is that just always the right way where she's just lying on her back and enjoying it anyways? <laughs> That's Absolutely. It. That's Absolutely. It. <laughs> it's lazy for me. <laughs> Exactly. And what? we don't even have to give him a massage on his shoulder because we, you know, he's going to do it anyways, right? <laughs> All right. Since we're, talking about, exactly. since we're talking about eating pussy, let's talk about squirting. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about squirting. Of course, I'm a big squirter and I know you are too, but for everybody out there, let's first of all describe what is squirt, how does it happen, and, and maybe some tricks on how to do it. Well, squirting I have found is, I find that the orgasm is enhanced whenever I squirt. So um, squirting is, I first learned it to do it for myself. And I think that's very empowering for the female. Probably the easiest way to be comfortable if you've never ejaculated before as a female, to be comfortable doing it is to learn to do it for yourself. And then you're able to communicate with your partner what works. And so that is the best trick tip. That you there, there are a couple of different strokes I teach both Kim teaches the ladies how to do it for themselves. I teach the guys two uh, manual strokes and one penis stroke, uh, a certain uh, sexual position that seems to elicit it more than others because of the way you go in and the way you come out. So you're stroking the top of the vagina or toward her navel, you know, up if she was face up, laying down face up. Um, the G-spot is right at the vaginal opening. The stroke needed for ejaculation is further back and all the way forward in a kind of a come-hither, quick, rapid uh, flicking motion that will fill the, fill the erectile tissue around her. Have you ever heard somebody refer to it as her puffy snapper or a puffy vagina or a fat vagina or whatever. It's, it's that that's real because we get fluid to fill erectile tissue. Your, your lady has erectile tissue in all around her perineum, very much like the erectile tissue in your penis. It's just not as densely packed. So it doesn't make her hard. It makes her puffy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So she gets fluffy, filled puffy. with fluffy and puffy and delicious. Okay. So if you do massage strokes that move that fluid toward her clitoris, toward her labia, toward her vagina, from the, the knees up and from her torso down 
and you tease the lady and the clitoris, and you will start to excite her in ways that actually build fluid in all those tissues. And then a certain stroke inside can make that fluid move into a small tube, her urethra, the same place she urinates. Guys, you ejaculate from the same place you urinate through as well. So that's not unusual. And fortunately for you, it's easy to tell the difference between the two fluids, uh, easier than it is for her. And the sensations are completely different. And it's hard for you to pee with an erection and hard for you to ejaculate without one. Not impossible, but harder. For her, the sensation feels a lot like you got to pee. It's, it's a real full feeling. And you just but, have to get over that and yeah. let go and flow. <laughs> if, if you voided your bladder recently and then had this particular uh, stroke that elicits that feeling, of fullness within minutes your bladder didn't have time to fill that's the that's your uh your perineal uh, periurethral glands filling your urethra with ejaculatory fluid the ejaculatory fluid is called amrita a-m-r-i-t-a uh you can research that on on google and find out a little more about it but amrita is uh it's a clear liquid that is not real viscous. It's fairly astringent. It smells musky and tastes sweet and delicious, not anything like urine, which is saltier. Uh, more, me on. more uh, <laughs> Urine is a little more ammonia, uh, urea, kind of uh, nitrogenous, so it's got a particular smell we all know well. So you'll know the difference. And... If you're playing with it the first time and maybe there's a little pee, do it in the shower. Explore explore it in the bathtub. Be comfortable. Don't be uh, self-conscious about it because it's natural. Well, so is peeing. That's natural too. And some folks like to do that on their partner too. <laughs> so so, so I, I know Carol is a very busy person and she has brain traffic going all the time. Kim, is it important for a woman to be able to clear her brain and get into the moment? And, and how does she clear her brain to get all that busyness of kids, family, work, and all the other crap that she has going on in her life? Well, I trained myself using yoga and just telling myself to be in present moment. And that would be a great way to start training your brain is through yoga and focused attention. Now, uh, so, so I do the, the yoga Great. Now, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday. <laughs> <laughs> that's super. Now, every woman can ejaculate uh, the amrita or the squirt, which is the same word for another word for squirt. So every woman is able to squirt if they let that release come out, come out, and and to let the amrita, Correct. you know, ejaculate. So if everybody can do it, why is it such? Um, I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, not taboo, but also something very different or very unique. Uh, I'm not going to call it a party trick because that's not really what it is, but it is still unique to a right. lot of women because not everybody actually does it. Because it has the same sensation of pee, most women think it is pee. So that's why they're holding back. They're squeezing that, that sphincter muscle closed. So they train themselves to keep it closed. So once they realize and they're educated on how all this works, they can reprogram their brain and actually consciously be able to let go and push. Right, right, exactly. There's subtle differences in the sensations, but for the most part, if you don't know that 
you're an ejaculatory being. And as a teenager, you're on top and you're experimenting with sex and you, uh, you know, or a young adult and you're starting to experiment with sex and you suddenly feel an urge to pee. If you were to let it go on a, on a young partner who doesn't know that that's normal either and they say, oh, what did you do? You peed on me. Oh, my gosh, you're going you're gonna to withhold that for the rest of your life, you know, and, and, or at least until you become comfortable and understand that it's not always yours and that it's a very empowering and wonderful thing, even for the guy. I love it. I think it's the fountain of youth. Turns me on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it has one of the things I wanted They've to done some chemical testing on it, and it, it actually is is uh, has a lot of uh, hormones in it. It's mostly water, a little bit of sugar, a little bit of salt, and some hormones. So it's not anything you couldn't ingest. It came out of someone's body. Uh, not not that everything that comes out of someone's body you should put in your mouth, but. <laughs> particular fluid is quite delicious. I love it. And I think it's parallel to the prostate fluid as well uh, for male and female. Is that correct? Yes, it has some of the same PSA markers as uh, male prostate. Now, one of the things that I learned over the years is that I ejaculate or I squirt much easier when I'm on my knees and vertical. And, and I can squirt. Or on my face. Yes, vertically on your face, not lying <laughs> on my back. Yes. Uh, when I'm lying on my back, it doesn't come out as easily as it does when I'm on my knees and vertical, whether I'm sitting on his face or I'm doing it myself. If I just tap my clit while I'm like that and arouse, then I can release it myself. And normally, as I'm tapping, and it's coming out. It kind of splashes everywhere. But lately, um, we've been doing a lot of fun times during uh, this pandemic. Carol's we, been streaming. Yeah, I've been really, lately, I've been doing something slightly different where it's just a streaming out. And when I look at it, it's hard for me to remind myself that it's not pee. It looks kind of like a guy urinating, to tell you the truth. But I'm just so shocked at how much squirt comes out. It is shocking that we can make so much squirt and it can keep happening if we keep. And the pressure behind it. Right. And if we keep playing and it makes more and then I release more and it just keeps coming. Those are the kind of things that are on porn. And sometimes people think that that's fake and it's not because it really does happen. Now, now I will add this. Uh, I will add this comment to that. I have spoken to a porn director who said those porn videos where she squirts and hits the ceiling, Mm -hmm. you know, with it, that amount of pressure is not okay and he said got we've you. got we've got two liter bottles full of water and a surgical <laughs> tubing carefully off camera and the guy stomps on it at the right cue right but yes you can shoot a few inches maybe a foot you can dribble you can fill a cup i mean for the most part with a single release you might get quarter cup or so that's a lot of fluid when you pour it out on the bed. <laughs> water cup. For sure. Well, that's one of the reasons we that's made our top waterproof water. blanket because I didn't like the mess that I was making in bed and I didn't want to have the mattress. To, I didn't want to have to change my sheets and I was always worried the mattress cover wasn't going to hold up. So, of course, we started selling our waterproof blanket over 3 years ago and it was one of the main reasons we developed it was so that I could relax, get out of that mindset where I'm worried and I want to hold it in and just let go because messy sex is great sex and of course our sex is always super messy. Yes. Awesome. I also find that I uh, am able to do it better and easier if I am up on my knees. And she teaches the class that way, actually, because yeah. she's empowering. And I think it's gravity can also helps with it. 
Yeah. yeah. And it's comfortable. So you almost can look down and see your for yourself what's going on in that particular angle. And so yeah, I think mm-hmm. you, I think it's the best way to start for anybody who's trying it out for mm-hmm. the first time. And you're also needing to reach in a good two or three inches to get that stroke that works. And sometimes that's easier when you're hunched over you know, on your knees and shoulders bent over towards Yeah, yeah. And it's all- laying on flat on your back. Right. And there's a little bit of pressure already, gravity and pressure in that in that particular position. So it helps. But once you learn that stroke and you're inside the vagina uh, and stroking it, later you can learn how to release it without even having to go inside. Like I said, oh, yeah. to, for me, I can All just right. tap my clit. I can take David's cock and tap my clit. Or, I mean, that makes him feel good, like he's doing something here. But, you know, that, that that's what it's all about, making him feel good. But I can do it just with my own tap, tap, tap. There goes my ego. <laughs> yeah, that did find when when you do that, you've already stimulated inside and created a buildup of fluid, and then you can just kind of let it go when I'm ready. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, I like that. Yes. And some women just squirt a little bit, and they think that they don't really know what it is, and they think that that's all it is is a tablespoon. But it could accumulate more if you are letting it come out more. Like really, we do clench yes. up and we do hold it, even if a little bit came out. We oh no, and now I got to clench harder. And arousal, and the more you get aroused, right. the more you build right. up, the more you squirt, and the more you squirt, and the more you squirt. It's it's very um, um, one tied to the other because because it's about arousal and yeah. and, and excitement. Yeah. yeah. And and the guy can actually I found I find that I love the position where she's laying on her back on the edge of the bed and I'm standing because then I can use the head of my penis and play just inside the opening at the top of the vagina and then use the, my penis to kind of spank the clitoris right. and right. go in and out really fast in that opening and elicit a lot of the right and when your heart your cock is when your cock is super hard and the corona is very like the ridge around there at the top of the cock is very uh, like defined, that is actually super stimulating when it's just inside. Like you said, I love that. I love when David does that to me. That feels so yummy. All right. This is a very delicious conversation. Let's just remind everybody. This is the Hedonism Show. We are Carol and David, and we're talking with Kim and Brad from Tantric Hearts. And coming up next is our favorite segment, Great Sex Matters. Stay tuned. But first, we're going to invite everybody to join us at Hedo 2 in Jamaica. We've been talking about Hedo a lot. We are hopefully going to be there uh, December 19th to 26th, 2020, for the Repeat Offenders event. You know, Hedo is going to be celebrating with all their loyal and sexy guests with some of the lowest rates of the year, their amazing Caribbean food, and all their sexy and erotic entertainment. And we're going to be, you know, hopefully things will be back to a little bit more normal, um, a new normal. And um, we're hoping that things are going to come together and we're going to be there. Maybe uh, we'll be there a little bit earlier with you guys in December. I know you're going from the 2nd to the 15th, something like that. December 5th to the 12th. 5th okay. to the 12th. Right. So, you know, we're taking things one week at a time. But, you know, keep checking our website. Keep checking the Hito site. And once we get back there, it's going to be so great to be back home again. Yeah, like David said, just visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com, to stay informed about all the sexy and open-minded events that are happening in your area and around the world. Absolutely. All righty. This is the Hedonism Show. We are Carol and David, and we're having a great chat with Kim and Brad from Tantric Hearts. And now we get to talk about great sex because... Well, great sex matters, and we all deserve it. And as you know, this segment is all about getting down and dirty with our guests. But today, we're going to be talking about getting down and dirty at hedonism 
in the safest possible way, Absolutely. which is important because we all have our own levels of safety these days and we have to be non-judgmental and accommodating to everybody. So let's start talking today about where people are playing if they are playing together when they're at hedonism. So at the pool side, <laughs> Hedson is one um, in that happening hut. <laughs> so what are just what, about can, any flat surf? But what are about any flat surface? <laughs> that's outdoors. true, right? Right. But what are people doing at the pool? I mean, normally there's blowjobs and pussy eating. Are people like Still. using the, the the lounge chairs and fucking there? Yep. Yep. <laughs> I did not see much change since the uh, in the amount or the level of activity with the couples with the, with their partners. You know? Right. Uh, whether it's poolside, uh, on the lounges, out at the beach. Now, there the Hito rule is no public sex on the beach or on your beach facing facing balconies because there could be families boating by. Right. Okay? Use your discretion. If you want to have an intimate time on the beach, do it in the evening. And, you know, you when can, it's dark. <laughs> when it's dark out, then we didn't see a lot of the sex police, uh, you know, stopping people from being, <laughs> from being intimate. Uh, there were a few, you know, can you take it back to your room if they were being too obvious in the middle of the day out near, near the beach, but all the poolside fun was still going on. Now, um, I think it was last year we were with you, Brad, and you took us on um, an adventure uh, to learn how to do erotic photography. And I know Carol and I were talking that, you know, it's nice to have sex on the beach, but sex in the jungle with the trees and everything for us would be an amazing erotic sensual experience. Yeah. Oh, I love it. We've done it many times. That oh, They've done a lot of uh, greenery, uh, planting and they cleaned out the little uh, what, what, what would you call it the park? park the park area the yeah. park area behind the nude pool it's it's opened up a lot more so you have to be careful you have to be discreet but there's <laughs> still a lot of nice sexy places in the woods and in the jungle around there where you can have your uh, yeah, your special <laughs> naughty times together. Right now, we, we know we, we know fifty percent of people who go to Hito um, aren't swingers. They don't play. They're going for the erotic experience. They're going for the sensuality, the romance, um, to add some spice into their sex life. But you know, Hito is known for the swingers that are going there and those people who are hardcore and who want to play. Um, we know the playroom is closed. Where, where are they playing now? They play in the rooms. <laughs> Mostly in the, the playroom on the nude side in, on the, in the loungers around the, in the hot tubs that they're private hot tubs that are lining the beach. There's a lot of parties going on there. Uh, if they're there with a safe pod of friends, they may be, having a little hot tub party, certainly in their rooms and, uh, and poolside. So mostly what you saw when you were there was that this, uh, like you called them pods of friends, which I really like that. Actually, I like that uh, whole idea, uh, going with your friends and sticking with them. But are you seeing interactions, sexual interactions with other couples mixing and swapping? Do you notice that while you're in the pool? Not people that don't know each other already. Okay. Not quite as much. I'm sure some who are more comfortable and, and it's, 
you know, we tested twice. Uh, we had to have a negative test within five days or seven days of leaving to, to get there the first time. And then uh, as soon as we got there, they were, we were tested again. So we felt very, very uh, safe. And others around us, we were there with three other couples from the Houston area. And, and we were comfortable around them, but we were close and, and had dinners and, and uh, conversations and uh, intimate conversations with others mm -hmm. that were not in our friend pod, if mm -hmm. you would. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had a discussion. Yeah, conversations are the same. They're, they're very explicit and lively. And, and yeah, yeah. Lots of, we got to really meet people. And they were so happy to be able to share and talk. And yeah, that's so true. It's such a community spirit when you're there and you talk with everybody. We interviewed uh, Coco Scorpio, who has also been to hedonism since the reopening. And she said that she felt very safe, like you guys, safer there than she would like at a Costco or somewhere else. Um, exactly like what yeah. you said. So because everybody's had a COVID test, it is a big relief to know that they've been tested and they don't have COVID. I mean, I'm sure that is a part of it. We have, it's our own level of risk and our own level of safety that we have to adhere to. And I'm sure that makes it a lot more encouraging. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to come up with a new device. It's a, it's a pool noodle with a, with a pocket pussy on one end and a <laughs> dildo on the other. And you can maintain six feet. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I would like, yeah, I think that's something you should definitely, you have to come up with a good name, Brad. You have to think about something besides. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The Pussy Pocket Dildo Floaty Device. Yeah, yeah come up with a good yeah. name. I think hey, it'll sell. <laughs> hey, what? You want to try my six-foot long? <laughs> yeah. Right. There you go. I like that a lot. The well, six-foot long. I'm sure some of the bisexual women uh, will be very happy with the two-headed anything six feet apart. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so let's let's chat about the couples who go there um, who don't want to swing, who who are this just there for their own sexual enjoyment, which we were talking about earlier. What can they do at Hedo now to spice it up and have um, sexual adventures, but outside their room? You know, uh, talk to us a little bit about the grounds and where you would suggest they can go have great sex besides sex on the beach or sex at the pool. Well, I mean, they can definitely be voyeurs. They can be exhibitionists. They can play bocce ball in the nude. They can participate in the theme night. Those are always a lot of fun. They can come to our Tantric Hearts Play Shop. Yes, if they're there on one of our weeks, we certainly will be giving them a lot of tools for intimacy. Well, we, we uh, fucked in their, in their play shops, Yeah, right? absolutely, yes. I mean, I had yeah. uh, whipped cream all over my cock with Cointreau, and, mm. and Carol kept taking it out of her pussy because she wanted to suck my cock, and I wanted to put it back <laughs> it was in. yummy. And we had to get seconds and thirds of your delicious recipe. <laughs> yes, indeed. Watch one of our uh, YouTube episodes on how to mango your man and grab a grab a mango and and and, uh, and try that. That's a great way to work a blowjob up. I think we did an episode on that with you guys before. Yeah. So try mango your man in Jamaica on the beach. Mm -hmm. Now there are a lot of beautiful places to make love on the beach in the evening when the lights are dim. So if you're uh, not a swinger, but you want to have more intimate connection in Jamaica, at dinner, go buy that dessert cart and sneak a few pieces of dessert and bring them back to your room. And that evening, take your beloved out for a 
moonlight romp and uh, you know dress her up with dessert, maybe chocolate syrup or whatever, and just have her as a buffet, a moonlight buffet, or pour it all over you and, and treat her. Right. So, you know, so that's just so one of them. What Brad's describing is, and Carol and I have done it, is we have and do have sex on the beach at night. So the idea is at night, you know, nobody can see from the water. But also onto, the boats are not which, out at and night. And the boats aren't out and there's not tourists and stuff. So it's okay to have sex on the beach at night. And it's a lot of fun because you hear the water lapping up on the shore and you have the moon and the stars out there. And, you know, every once in a while you hear people walking by and, and you're being an exhibitionist without actually being an exhibitionist. And for us, it's super erotic and it turns us on no matter where we have sex. Even if there's a party going on up at the pool, we go down there and it's like, you know, everybody can somebody is somebody watching us or not. And it adds to that titillation. But that's sex on the beach fantasy, which I think we should be talking about a little bit about fantasies, because that's what hedonism is all about, fulfilling those fantasies. But that sex on the beach fantasy, where you, even if you've never had sex in public before, and maybe one person might pass by it's so titillating it's so erotic and it gets you excited uh, just because you want to do that thing that you've been that you know is a little bit taboo and that it's very exciting yeah yeah we love it uh just that just the thought that somebody might be watching is enough to get you excited right and you know you shouldn't really be there their voices in the distance (laughs) that's just so my fantasy this last trip was to do aerial yoga oh but it's actually aerial yoga during the day we hung it in the tree on the beach but it's a sex swing at night wow describe a little bit what that is aerial yoga um it is a silk uh sling like a hammock but you put the two ends really close together like a foot and a half apart and the that's the slings are sold on Amazon as yoga slings or swings. And, and it can open really, up so really, you can actually just lay back into it. It comes with two sets of hand or foot uh, stirrups. Yeah, stirrups. This, this is a sex swing. <laughs> uh, they put yoga on there so they can sell it on right. Amazon. Y'all are familiar with it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Well, ours is a it's top a water route. Exactly. <laughs> You got it. It's not throws of passion anymore. It's top waterproof blank. I get it. Absolutely. Um, So this has been an amazing discussion and we are coming to the end of our hour together. And we always like to leave our audience with a little bit of, or some great advice, even if it's little or a lot. Uh, So really, if the main goal of a lifestyle vacation is to spice up and uh, strengthen the couple, what advice would you have for a couple who's considering going to Hito or any lifestyle vacation that will help them to reconnect as a couple during this crazy time? I recommend coming during Tantric Hearts Week. (laughs) I recommend for the guy to do a little research on something like maybe shibari or shibari is erotic knot tie, rope tying, sort of like erotic bondage, but done as a Japanese style that's very sensual and beautiful. So you can tie her up in a rope that makes it look like a bustier. And uh, so... If you if you did that a little research on that, got a book on it, and twenty dollars worth of soft cotton ropes, and surprised your beloved one evening with uh, you know tying her up on the beach and teasing her until she just screams to be let loose, and uh, in a good way. Uh, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
one simple little thing. I bring some body paint. Mm, that's and funny. and we'll work apart on her. She yeah. love that. Doesn't matter if it's if you know you can make it a Picasso. You know, stick a fish <laughs> here, an eyeball there. You know, it doesn't <laughs> matter. It's just the idea of you touching and playing and titillating. Oh, just fabulous. And getting bonded. So play with foods. Play with paint. Play with bondage. Play with tease each other. What about what about role dare playing? each other to do one silly thing that you've never done before, one edgy thing. Set that intention, be in present moment, and just have fun. And what about role playing? Do you think uh, that's a, something that people can do to spice it up? Of course. Oh, absolutely. You're in a you're in a resort and nobody knows you there. When you after you check into your room, decide that you're gonna separate and meet up at the bar and act like you don't know each other and uh you know you're a, you're a single guy there and she's a single girl and she's hot and you ask her you know start chatting her up and have her sit next to another couple and 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 flirt with them and then you walk up and ask them if you can join their threesome wow and <laughs> that is hot i like that idea that is definitely hot that's that first date all over again i like that a lot all right, guys. Uh, erotic, massage, all, erotic massage by moonlight. Oh, I like that. Beautiful. You know, we can go on and on. Uh, you guys are a wealth of knowledge. Uh, we're looking forward to hopefully seeing you in December. If not, it'll be early next year. Um, you know, thanks so much for, again, all that amazing information. Um, why don't you take a moment quickly to tell everyone how they can find out about your website, your play shops, and social media. Yes, it's uh, com, and that's the website. And we meetup.com slash tantrichearts, you can find us there. And our YouTube channel is tantrichearts. Uh, you'll find some great videos on how to mango your man and uh, all kinds of wonderful things. I, did you have a squirting video on there? No. Oh, okay, that's <laughs> next week. All right, guys, just hang on. Don't go away yet. We want to remind everybody to sign up for Alt Playground if you're looking for an open-minded online sexy community to meet other erotic and sensual people like us. And you can also listen to some fun podcasts like ours. You can check it out. That's altplayground.net, A-L-T, playground.net. And we sincerely hope that everyone is staying safe and healthy. And of course, following all the suggested protocols issued by your local health authorities, washing your hands, not touching your face, practicing social distancing, and please wear your mask when you can't stay six feet apart. Continue to listen to our show and visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com. And if you have any questions at all, you can always send us an email at ask at carolyndavid.com. Well, that's it for our show today. Kim and Brad, thank you so much for taking time and being here once again. Thank you so much. Thank you. We enjoyed it. And of course, we want to thank love all each other. We love everybody, especially you guys, and hopefully we'll see you soon. And we want to thank all our listeners for being there week in and week out. And join us again for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life. Well, that's it for today. Once again, remember, stay happy, healthy, stay horny, and of course, stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. 
Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Hedonism Show. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. 